Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Luvenia, and these are my co-hosts Kira. Hello. And Vom. Hey. Today we'll be discussing episode four of Loki. Let's gain some insight. And we open this episode with a flashback to Asgard, but I honestly thought it was going to be Loki, but it is Sylvie that it goes to when she's a child. Uh, yeah, and she's talking about, she's talking with like her figures, she's talking about Valkyrie, the Valkyrie are going to come and save the day or something like that, and she was, which was pretty cool because it has more of that uh, Norse mythology kind of tied in there and ties into the Valkyrie that we know from the Thor movie. And stuff, I so her. Um, yeah, so she's playing with her toys, and then for no reason known to us, or it's no indication, the TVA kind of just show up and... Literally just kidnap her. I honestly thought that she ended up being a variant because she's a female Loki. But we find out later that's not really the case. Well, not, not exactly find out, but yeah. the plot begins. Well, then she was taken by a <clears throat> yet to be promoted uh you know um what's the name of who sylvie the, or no the lady the renslayer thank you yeah. i feel like this is just gonna become a running joke now of you guys not being able to think of ren and slayer together right well her name isn't really said when you watch the show to be honest it's like ravana ravana or something like that yeah ravana renslayer yeah R R R and R or Judge Renslayer if you want to go with that. Judge, I'm calling her Judge. Judy. <laughs> um, my curiosity though is, what and if there's a Thor in Sylvie's world, does she have a brother Ooh, I didn't or think sister? About that. Ooh, that piqued my interest a lot because she doesn't even mention. I mean, she was young, but she uh, was still old enough to have an idea of who. Of a sibling, right? I mean, well, yeah, maybe. Wait, is Thor the? Isn't Thor the older one anyway? Of the uh, two? Um, yeah, I think Thor's the older brother. I want to say they're the same age by Marvel me, standards, but let me go look. Like, if we're talking the actual myth, then technically Loki is the brother to Odin. Thor is older than Loki. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there, in some aspects, there's a there's a there should be a Thor for her. So anyway, but uh, yes, yeah, she gets taken by TVA uh, at like, I don't know, child. I would say preteen, maybe. Um, she oh, looked like she was no more than like eight or nine, if that. I would say a little bit older because she knew what she was doing. She knew. I feel like I she know, had to be at least shape. like twelve years old. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like a twelve-year-old because she had. I don't know enough I... sense to like. Be observant and figure things out and how to escape because she does ex escape obviously. Uh, so she knows after you know being scared and observing all these crazy things happening, and her seeing a man in pain and asking them to help him and stuff, and she picks up on that the tem pad is you know her key to getting out and stuff, and because she takes it from Renslayer right when there she's about to get judged by the judge of that time. Uh, basically, we see her retrace the steps that we see uh, Tom Hiddleston go through the first time he's brought to the TVA in episode one. The only difference is she steals Renslayer's Tempad and dips out. And that's kind of how that flashback comes to a close. So I would assume she... <clears throat> so that shows a lot of her character. She was able to, you know, escape a situation as a young child in a... In a very scary kind of like just brought upon you you know way which actually makes me wonder why didn't she go back or maybe she did and they shouldn't say anything why didn't she go back to her own asgard and be like mom she just got real um there's actually a pretty good theory on that and um i want to give credit to them i think the person who came up with it and i may not be right here it might have been a reddit post that came up with it first and they just brought it to light uh, new Rockstar, I think it is, is the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. But um, when they covered it, they said they're of the one. belief that uh, the what do you what do you call them? The things that reset the timeline. The reset bombs, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember their names, but um, basically the theory is that like those things. It's not that they like reset the timeline, 
it's that it deletes all evidence of the uh, variant in questions that nobody remembers them in that timeline, therefore questioning why they're missing. That would explain the toys going away. Because when he blows it up, the toys... Yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't show that it's, like, destroying things in the environment. Like, it's not deleting Asgard. It's only getting rid of things that Sylvie had. True. Interesting. That would explain a lot. That also explain why it was so easy for them to pluck these variants from timelines and have them where they were. Yeah. Yeah, and why every time we've seen it, it's been the same thing of like only destroying things associated with things that were out of place and why things held by even members of the TVA who get uh whatever the term is that they use, I can't remember. Pruned. Pruned, thank you. Uh but yeah when they get pruned, like even objects that they held possession onto get deleted by it, but not things that are actually existing in that time. Yeah. Cause they're not supposed to be existing in that timeline either. That's a good point. So I'll explain quite a bit. Yeah. So since we also found out episode three, that the TVA is taking their workforce is actually, you know, plucked variants. It would explain why no one's looking for them or why there's not a huge, Nexus event from family members going, where is my loved one or my whatever, you know? Yeah. Why, why did Loki, the daughter of Sif or something just like vanish? And yes, I know it's not Sif, but just run with it. Yeah. Right. It I is. don't know with how things happen with Norse lore. It might be. Yeah. But this is Marvel lore. So his, her mom's always going to be, uh, or maybe I'm thinking of Greg. Uh, her mom's always going to be the same. I think that's the point. I don't think she, I don't think she's the daughter of anyone else. At least as far as I remember, I think uh, the way the... Uh, well, actually, uh, there's a there's a weird question to ask there now. If um, Sylvie is actually... Like, obviously, um, that one document you see in one of the credit rolls, I think it was on the third episode, when it shows Sylvie's full name, it's like um, Loki Loffy's daughter. So, obviously, that's different from Loki, but that is the way of saying daughter of Laufey for, uh, I think, Icelandic. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, though, because her last name wouldn't be Odin's son because she's not a son of Odin. Yeah. She'd be a daughter of. But I figure, like, I don't know. I'm trying to question that because. um, I'm pretty sure you can still do it for the father because it would be Odin's daughter. It would, but it's. Well, even, would it be that, in, or would it be Frigga's daughter? And then it kind of goes. If I remember right, it cuts back to the TVA and Mobius. No, no, it it goes back to Renslayer. Nailed it. Going up the <laughs> yellow elevator, gold elevator. Sorry. And she looks very nervous and worried. And when she reaches the top, you see a glimpse behind smoke and mirrors. Of the three timekeepers, and then it cuts, and then it goes back to her meeting up with Mobius and her explaining, like, you know, they're mad. They want us to get these two variants. You need to find them at all costs. And uh, Mobius wants to speak to C. Oh goodness, you're, you're right. I think it's C twenty. C twenty which was the name or code given to the same lady that was taken by Sylvie in episode two and was totally like, you know, uh, mind like frazzled, I guess, by the time they found her. She was the one saying, it's it's real, it's real, it's real. Because she saw her memories. They don't know this, but I mean, we know this, so Mobius wants to talk to her, and Renslayer tells him that she's dead. After some prying, she finally goes, "Now she's dead," and he's like, "Why?" <laughs> she's like, "Oh, she got really bad." He's like, "Really?" Yeah, because she was. I love how she, she wasn't fine. buying it. Yeah, really? yeah, like the entire time, there's no. He wasn't buying. It. He's like, "Really? Come on." Yeah, nah. but he accepts it because he kind of has to, and she's not really giving him any more information. And then, uh, they end up. He ends up going to search for, in the, still in the TVA, um, looking for them in all the, uh, what are they called? Uh, apocalyptic events, I guess you want to say. 
And then, uh, then it cuts back to our Lokis on Lamentus, pretty much accepting their end because they have no way off this thing. And it's really okay. They're really cool shots because the moon is now like exploded and it's like approaching. It, it's like instead uh, of meteors, it's now like just full on chunks of yeah, the moon just yeah. like landing into the surface. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a really cool shot. They did a really good job. They had a really good lighting effect, and then uh, they have this shot where it's uh, two boulders. And Sylvie sits on the left one, and Loki sits on the right one. But it's a back shot, and then you can see them just sitting there, and like the moon coming in all of its chunks at them. And it's cool because as they're having this like this, this solemn moment, and uh, this moment of understanding and, and accepting of each other and stuff, you can see like the the you know here and there big old you know chunks of it landing around them and landing off in the distance. And stuff. It was a really cool shot. They did a good job with that. I like that a lot. Um. And that's the point where we get more uh, lore behind Sylvie. She finally opens up to Loki about her past, which is kind of a repeat of what we just saw. But it was big in a way of her story development because she's now not being the mischievous trickster to Loki because now she's like, well, her fucking dead. So here's me just, you know, I'm going to, she's being honest for once. And um, she, I can't remember exactly how the exchange of conversation goes, but her and Loki hold hands as their end is come as it's like approaching them, and it's cool because this big one big crater hits and there's this huge like debris dust cloud coming towards them, and then Mobius catches this Nexus spike that is the I guess the biggest spike he's ever seen, and it's in a. Uh, you know, apocalyptic event, which shouldn't even be. So that was interesting too, because one, a nexus happened in an apocalyptic event that's never happened before. And two, it was massive. But my question is, if it, if it was going to cause this branch, right? If Mobius did nothing and let them, you know, let the, the, their fate unfold, what would have been that branch? What would have happened? You know what I mean? We don't know because they, he showed up and they, they walked through the portal and got, and got arrested, right? They got saved, but they got arrested. So is that the branch or was there something that was going to happen if they didn't even interfere? Because, right? That, that tells me that it was possible that they wouldn't have even died. Something would have happened, you know. Uh, I kind of feel like it was. Um, I feel like it wasn't them surviving as much as it was like two Lokis basically falling in love. Well, yes, that was like what caused the massive disruption. Yes, and that was the big reveal. Yeah. Is they did fall in love with each other, but how can them just having feelings for each other in their own pair and and they end up perishing anyway? How is that going to cause a nexus event? See what I'm saying? Because that's a change of timeline yeah. in some way. That's the that's the whole point of these events. So if it was just falling in love and then them dying, then the timeline wouldn't change because yeah, they fell in love but they died, so it doesn't do anything. So something was going to come of that, but we don't know what that is unless literally that event was literally mo unless that branching event already happened because Mobius grabbed them. See what I'm saying? So them falling in love is fine, but in the way this works, it has to change the timeline somehow. So it means that something would have to come of this that would change the course of the sacred timeline. Them falling in love and simply dying wasn't going to do it. So them falling in love and something happening is what needs to cause that branch, right? And I wonder what that is now, or if we're already in that mo on that course. The only reason I pause to think of or not on that course is because Mobius later, when he has a conversation with Loki, is like, we need to recreate this branch, you know, and then stuff happens. But I'm getting ahead of myself there. But I'm just saying. So I want. I really, really am curious to know what that would have been, or or will we ever know? That's all. Yeah, I get what you're saying now. Right. 
But yeah, so yeah, so Loki does fall in love with himself, is what they say, is how they put it. I mean, Sylvie's her own person, and it's still, I get it, Sylvie's her own person, but still Loki. I mean, I think, I'm, I'm totally cool with it, I think it's fine, I think it's it's great. But now my head's starting to hurt, I'm trying to think about it. <laughs> so... But that's the big thing is they he Loki finally finds someone he won't have to be alone he won't be alone anymore, he finds someone he likes, um, who is another Loki. Through the TVA shows up, pulls him through. They get arrested, they get separated. Um, Loki's insulted because he only has two guards escorting him, and Sylvie has like six. Uh, he gets taken by Mobius, and thrown into a red, um like tempad portal and that portal uh going through there puts him in a, his own memory i think it was and he repeats the same memory over and over again on a loop and it just so happens to be one where we finally see uh sif since we haven't seen her in a very long time she finally shows up uh again and basically it's a it's a prank he pulled where he cut her hair and she's very upset and slaps it or slaps him knees him in the groin punches him in the face and tells him he's always going to be alone and walks off and it keeps repeating no matter what he tries to do yeah no matter what he tries to do to try to convince sif to stop it always ends up that way uh to some degree i know one time he gets it to he doesn't get hit but he still gets the condescending comment um and it starts to finally weigh on him because we don't know how long time goes on in there it's very quick between the tva and him being in there but for him he was like i think he mentions like over a thousand times it happened which knee me in the groin twice and i'm done so (laughs) (laughs) but uh so that's currently what's happening for uh loki um we don't really get much about sylvie uh we do notice that the agent who originally arrested Loki in the first episode, I don't know her ID number. I think it's B15 or something. I don't remember her, her number. I wish they had names. It would be a little bit easier. But she was also touched by the enchantment in episode two, and she's acting funny. Uh, she's kind of off. Uh, and then finally... She uh, threatens, not threatens, I'm sorry. She demands to be see, to, to see Sylvie. Uh, and her team lets her through alone. And uh, it looks like it's a confrontation is going to happen. And instead she's like, you know, what did you do to me? Show me. Well, she says, first they escape the room. They go back to the original mall where they, in episode two. And she's like, I need you to show me, you know what I saw and it's kind of explain it to her a little bit more. And she does. And she's like, okay, this is like your memories and stuff. And she starts breaking down crying. She's like, I look, I look so happy and finds out that, you know, the TVA TVA did steal them as variants and trick them into working for them. And so she's kind of on board. She's on team Sylvie now. Uh, After that, it cuts back to uh, Mobius and Renslayer in her office. As, as she's like offering him a drink, celebrating on their long mission of capturing the variant Sylvie and basically being done with that whole thing. Right. Which I noticed Owen Wilson looked at that pen again as Mobius. Yep. Yeah, he sees eyes that 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 call or university pen or whatever her pen. Well, I guess we also did kind of miss that. Um, before that, uh, he pulled Loki out and tried to talk to him. But all that pretty much happened there was just Loki finally telling him the truth and saying that they're all variants. Oh, that's They all had right. lies before that point. That's right. And then uh, Mobius just tells him that uh, he almost had him. It was a good lie. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He pulls him out of the Sif memory and, and tries to... And then puts him right back. But not yeah. before Loki get that snide comment of saying the only person here lying is you to yourself. Right. I think that really hit home for Mobius. Yeah, he puts it back in the Sif memory after he interrogates him. Because he, it seems like he was convinced that Loki was in on it. 
either from the get-go or at some point. And he was just trying to get that out of him. And at one point, Loki's like, yeah, it was me. I did it. You know, fuck it. And then Mobius catches him lying that way. And then finally, out of frustration, Loki's like, you know what? TVA's lying to you. You're a variant, too. And then he goes to the office. And they celebrate. And he's playing along um, with the notion that he's just tired from the case. Because Renslayer starting to notice he's being a little off and uh, acting weird. Uh, he tries to... He doesn't try. He does. He, uh, offers her, or he offers the idea that you know he has a new trophy. I think it's Sylvie's... I don't know if it's... No, it's... Is it Sylvie's dagger or sword? It's uh, Sylvie's sword, yeah. Yeah, sword. yeah, Sylvie's sword. He's like, you know, you need to put Where are you going to put that new trophy? Yeah. And uh, while, she, <laughs> while she's <laughs> preoccupied of the placement, which is there's only really one place to put it, <laughs> he swaps their, I'm going to call them phones. I don't know the fuck they're called. I think they're temp pads, actually. I think they're the temp pads, right? Temp pad, yeah. Yeah, he swaps temp pads with hers. Uh, he pockets hers and puts his there, which I don't, I think the best way he could have gone about that is he should have had his temp pad out on the table as well. You know what I mean? To, because he didn't, to draw the notion of like, there's two there. I thought he, yeah, he replaced it, didn't he? I'm pretty he sure did. he put his down. Yeah. No, 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 he did. He put his down and took hers. But I'm saying, okay, uh, so. Oh, like beforehand? I don't think right. he thought about it beforehand. Because yeah. he, like, at, remember how he was questioning her and then she kept avoiding it? I think it's at that point he's like, okay, bitch. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, yeah, like if I put my phone next to yours. It would have helped in hindsight, right, yeah. Right. And then I grabbed, yeah. So. But it didn't play out that way. He did take hers, and he, she didn't notice. They left. He left. I'm um, sorry. Um, but she noticed she was being weird even when he left. Like, you could see it in her face. Like, she's like, mm, no trust. More specifically that he had only one drink, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they drank a lot more. Yeah, because he, uh, to go back to the celebration, he questions about uh, C20, I think her name was and stuff and she's starting to get a little irritated and defensive and then she starts playing the passive protecting my friend story which i don't know if he really bought that it was just kind of like a i just wanted to protect you and you know but um because he wants to see a tantris she won't let him he wants us to talk about c20 some more and she won't give him any more details so that also kind of sets things in motion it's like all right what's what are you hiding um anyway so he takes the pad and leaves. Um, and then he kind of, I don't know why he didn't go back to his office. He like, I mean, he didn't get caught, but I mean, he like did it in like a, in the library. It looked like the TVA library. He uh, played back her temp pad and watched the video, the interrogation video of C20. And she straight up like goes like, yo, I was at a bar with my friends, you know, on, in my world, and you guys took me, and you know. Does Mobius a, even have an office? Uh, I don't think we've ever seen him have an office, other than like his interrogation room, really. Yeah, that's true. Oh wait, oh wait. Well, I don't know if it's his office, but he did sit at a desk with Loki. I just think that's more of like a community thing, though. Well, I think the interrogation would be just as good of a spot to. Listen, unless they have yeah. microphones. I don't really know. They're I mean, they have multiple rooms, so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so C20 straight up, like, because, like, she's like, you motherfuckers are all variants. I'm a variant. They stole us. Blah, blah. And they're like, whoa, shut down, shut down. And Renslayer. Yeah. Immediately, she puts her face in the shot, and he sees her, and she has this worried look. Like, she's wide-eyed and worried. And um, so she obviously knows. I just want to say it right now. She fucking knows. Yeah, I mean, she knows. Yeah. She 100% knows the truth, and she 100% knows who's who's pulling the strings here, because... Yeah. As soon as she started bullshitting Mobius and trying to hide it, it was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it wasn't anything to worry about, or if you didn't have any clue as to what was going on, you'd be like, yeah, she was like saying that we were variants. It was crazy. It was weird. You know what I mean? She'd be doubtful, too. Yeah, you. Yeah, you would have been honest with it. Yeah. Which I guess... Or pissed off, too. Yeah. And I guess it makes sense. You know, if the person who's going to lead all the blind sheep has to at least know 
the a whole little story. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so enough to be in on the issue. Right. So uh not liking Renslayer more and more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I can't wait to get to yeah keep going. <laughs> uh oh, so <laughs> we're at the part. Okay, so we're at the part now where um, fuck, what happened? Okay, so he watches the tape. Renslayer decides to go see Sylvie. No, it was uh, fuck. It was the other girl. I can't remember her number though. The Beast other officer, or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. She goes to see, yeah, fifteen. I think it was fifteen. She goes to see Sylvie because she remembered. Oh yeah, uh, I, her past. Yeah, I. I and, uh, but go ahead. After yeah, after Mobius sees that, he goes to Loki because he's like, oh shit, he was right. Yeah, that's what happens. That's right. Because yeah, he goes into the punishment temporal loop and starts know, trying to like ask him all those questions. I think. Loki uh, well, does. Loki clearly did. <laughs> Imagine a guy getting kicked by a woman, strong woman, over and over again. Yo, Have you seen the they're, internet? They're, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> the equivalent of gods, though, so her, her knee is not a gentle knee. Um, Harder. Oh, God. <laughs> but at this point, too, you really see that Loki actually did get broken down to the point where he was just like... Yeah, he was like, just like, uh, please stop. Yeah, and he was admitting everything. Like, his, like, his reason for doing things, and like he's a lonely dude, he's... A, he wants to be noticed. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so Mobius walks in, uh, and stops the loop to have a conversation with Loki. Um, and pretty much is like, "Yo, like, what's he say? Do you have a plan or something? No. Oh, it's when he tells him he wants him to recreate the, the spike in the nexus, the nexus, um, uh." branch because it's yeah. to take down the whole TVA and he's like yeah. you know uh and Loki's confused for a second and he's like he's like you know like pretty much like yo I'm gonna help you like take down the TVA because I, I believe you. I I you know they're lying to us. You know, we're all um variants. Oh and before this I wanna mention that Renslayer at one point oddly asks Mobius when they're having a celebration if you can go anywhere at any time, where would he go? And he's like, I already can. And I go, I'd just be here pretty much with you working, whatever, because he doesn't know anything different, right? Yeah. So that was like a foreshadowing question because later it comes up again. Um, well, very soon. So him and Mobius kind of like, you know, decide to work together and they have a new mutual understanding of each other as like friends, helping friends or whatever. And, uh, as soon as they walk out of the uh, temporal torture loop, Renslayer and like four guards are in that room waiting for them. And she has noticed that her temp pad, I almost said phone, her temp pad has been <laughs> swapped. And um, Mobius tries to play it off so casually. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I, just I was like, noticed. oh, dude. <laughs> You can literally tell by her body language she's already not having it. Uh, yeah. He's like, like, yeah. It's like, I just Before noticed. you open your mouth, she's yeah. not having it. Because she's like, what's going on? And, I just, and, then she's, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just noticed. I was about to bring it to you right now. Oh, yeah, I just accidentally swapped. It looks like I picked up yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and once he realizes, quickly realizes that she's not buying it, uh, he's like, you know what? If I could go anywhere at any time i want to go back before the go back to the time before you guys took me because maybe there was jet skis there and that's why i like them so much yeah and i would have enjoyed it being on a jet ski yeah that's right and then and then he gets pruned, pruned and <laughs> it's like oh yeah i was like what the fuck are you serious it was so sudden <laughs> i don't know why i didn't expect it because obviously that's what that's her intention i'm surprised she just didn't do it to loki but yeah she just prunes him and then they take loki it's like oh shit yeah, and then Loki was obviously pissed about it, which... Yeah, because they just had this, like, friend-to-friend <laughs> connection, like, his first, I guess you could call, real friend, and, and then that shit happens. Like, yeah. bitch. Especially so sad after you get that line of dialogue from him before they go back into that room, and he... I, I can't remember the word-for-word -word way of it, but just him ending... And you can it even was... be good if you want to, in case nobody ever told you, and you just see that yeah, smile that creep smile. on his face, because he's, like, happy to hear that. Yep. 
Yeah, that 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 line of like, you know, you could be Dude's acting like a, a dad more than his real dad. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Odin was fighting wars a lot, all right? He was fighting Frost Giant. He was fighting Loki's people. <laughs> yeah. Also being an asshole. Yeah. He's he's the all father. He he knew. He knew that he was gonna be Mobius and be a good kid. He knew already knew all that. Just a waiting. Game. I mean, we've all seen the original Thor. Do you really want to try and get a word in against the man who could just roar like that and shut up everybody in the room? <laughs> no, but in all honesty, though, Odin was a good father to those two because when he was when he died and he talked to him on the rock together, he had a good he had some good stuff to say about his kids. And then, you know, I mean, yeah, you even saw it in the um reel when he was watching all the moments from the Loki yeah. that we know. Uh, when he sees the uh, part with Odin, who says to both Loki and Thor, I'm proud of you, my sons. And you just see Loki look up and look at Odin, like, surprised to hear that. Right, because realistically, he's not a blood he's not a, you know, blood relative son. He was adopted. So I think that was Loki's always biggest, like, you know, thing. He wanted to be accepted as... Why yeah, is... but wasn't it uh was it this series or was it one of the other films where he addressed that saying it was never that he was looking for the acceptance of Odin as much as it was that he just wanted Frigga's attention because she was the one who cared more about him. I don't remember. Or don't at least that. he was under the impression that she cared more about him. Yeah. I don't remember which one that is, but yeah, I, I think that's why he was so surprised though to hear that, you know. His dad. Uh, was proud of him. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, even... He was even shocked when Thor was crying when he died and to Thanos. Remember that? When he was still, yeah. like... Like, in, like about his neck to get snapped and he looked over at Thor and saw Thor, like, getting all mad and trying to get up and... And then... I was so mad at that, too. I was like, are you fucking serious? You're gonna kill Loki? I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right, so Mobius gets pruned. And they take Loki, and then it does skip to Renslayer walking in and seeing, or getting Sylvie. And when she walks in, she instantly realizes that something's wrong. Someone was in here, because I think it's because Sylvie's hair is wet. Um, I think that I think it was the tip off because they were standing in the rain from episode two. And she's like, "Yeah, B fifteen uh, wanted to see her," and then she's like, "All right, well, put a hit on on B, not a hit, but a um." capture order on b15 because she's been affected compromised by, yeah compromised by the variant and then they take sylvie as well so this is the first time that loki and sylvie have met each other since they've been captured and it's in front of the elevator doors the gold doors the, the gold elevator <clears throat> and they're sitting side by side and they don't really say anything there i think she asks him if you're okay and Loki kind of gives her a look yeah because I think he's still kind of like upset that Mobius is dead, or maybe he's just because he, for once, doesn't say anything. Um, and then, oddly enough, just I mean, I get it because no one else can go see these timekeepers except for Renslayer. But she walks in with the two of them by herself, and I know she has the rewind has, button. Yeah, but I but mean, like, like they're so close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you have to be, and there's two you of have them. To be like, yeah, you have to be really on point to be rewinding them both in that small area. Uh, I think yeah. it was a like sense of confidence because she knew that that was their goal was they wanted to see the timekeeper, so she knew there was no fear of like them turning on her in that elevator. That's true as well. But I would assume that I'd want to at least disarm the person who has the ability to hinder my goal, right? And she did because she had the rewind thing. But they didn't do anything. It was just a very awkward elevator ride with Sylvie asking Renslayer if she remembered her. And she said, "She's this is why I don't like Renslayer anymore because she starts to get like the snarky. Well, I already don't like her because she pruned Mobius. But I mean, like she's got like, <laughs> she has this attitude about it. She's like, I do. And then she's like, well, can you tell me why I was a uh, Nexus event? She's like, it must have been important for you to take a, to you know, a young girl who was just playing with toys. And she's like, I don't remember. And then that kind of like, yeah, but she says it with that little like, yes, like smirk, smirk like she's yeah. like, oh yeah, I, I can't be asked to remember what it was. Yeah, like you're not important or whatever your whole life that because she says you took me from my life and everything. She's like, yeah, I don't remember. What well, must must suck for you, pretty much. So I was like, bitch, somebody has to kill this bitch, which somebody should have. I get it, I get it. But anyway, we're gonna get to there anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so they get to the top of the elevator. Uh, it opens up, and this is okay. Okay, there is guards there. How do they get there? Were they? I would assume there? they have to be like people who were. I think brought they're there already stationed. Yeah, they must be people who've like been positioned or stationed there just solely for the fact of protecting the timekeepers, but have no knowledge of like anything that's actually going on. Yeah. Okay. Because I I just thought about that right now. I'm like, wait a minute. That was a three man fucking elevator ride, and all of them were there. So. <laughs> okay. 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 Because there was yeah, there were still four dudes there, or four or six. Uh, anyway, so they get to the top of the elevator ride, the doors open up, and you see the timekeepers in full detail for the first time, and they speak, which was interesting. I'm so angry. But it was interesting that they all spoke differently, which was kind of cool, and looked different. Yeah, they, they spoke in a weird way, too. I could, I was, had trouble hearing two of them, to be honest with you. The one in the center I could hear just fine, but the other two were, like, a it's little quiet. because the one on the left had that fleshy mustache thing so his words kind of got a bit jumbled up yeah he's eating his own face and the one on the right (laughs) had like a alien like lizard lisp thing going on when he spoke yeah um they all look different they do not look like the representations of the uh statues we've seen throughout at all none of them did uh i'm trying to reimagine them in my head yeah i don't think any of them did the one in the middle had a elongated head the they looked the le- pretty alien, pretty much. Yeah, they all looked alien, but different aliens. The one on the left had a mustache, like Vom said, but also looked kind of a... Uh, uh, squid? S- yeah, squid-like, right? The one on the right... Uh, he was blue or green, I think. and The one I- on the left was like a brilliant lime green, and then the one on the right was like kind of like a dark if not teal color and then one yeah. in the middle was just a dark blue right right and then none of them had the facial features that represented anything on the tva murals none of them did uh because the first thing i was looking at I was like, oh they look like because in the comics they're all they're all the same they're all identical looking uh things except, except i think except for color variants which there was color variants um i think depends on what version of the comics we're reading like the 80s or you're reading like now but um they all generally look the same uh their robes were different i think too like the like same design but different colors here and there and they were sitting on chairs that were elevated off of the off the floor so they were like they were floating but they were like attached to this back wall and they were elevated with the, the left and the right one um, being uh, on the same elevation with the middle one kind of above the two, other two. And then they, uh, Loki and Sylvie approached them and the, they spoke to them directly for the first time, the three of them. And they're big. They're, they're, they were very tall, big entities, we'll call them for now. Uh, and, um, I'm gonna say this right now. No, I don't want to say it right now. I'll say it later. But uh, I, so I noticed this, and I was kind of, I was kind of like, this is kind of interesting. But I'll get there. So they questioned them, and they pretty much said that they're like disappointments. <laughs> this is like I think literally what they called them, right? Like cosmic disappointments or something like that. <laughs> so, um, I th- I can't remember. So yeah, so they're they they uh, belittle the Loki's. Pretty much called them cosmic disappointments, and then they, because uh, they I think Loki said that you were scared, they, they were scared of them, and uh, and this is okay. Loki says like, you know, you're scared of us, and he says, no, you're a cosmic disappointment. I think it's his exact words, and I want to yeah, touch up on that asshole. phrase. I want to touch up on that <laughs> phrase with my theory in a minute, but they say, okay, prune them. We're done. I want to see. I want to see these two get pruned in front of my, in front of our eyes, the three of us. And as they go to do so, Sylvie starts to get frustrated and keeps trying to attack them, but keeps getting rewound. And then eventually, it stops working. And behind, she looks back, and behind her, the elevator dings, and B fifteen, uh, the woman who was enchanted, and talked to Sylvie beforehand, 
uh, runs out and hits the locks on their their uh, collars, and the collars come undone, so they're free. She instantly gets taken down. I don't know if she gets killed though, because at the end, she doesn't get up. No, she's not around. It's just after the aftermath. I don't think she got pruned. I think that they just like forgot to have the actress like step back in for that scene. Okay. Well, I don't look like she got. She might have gotten stabbed because you know how like the pruning stick has the blade in the other end. It looked like they went yeah. down to stab her too. So I don't know. She might be dead. I'm not sure. They it cut, but two guards take her down, and then Sylvie and Loki are fighting the rest of the guards. It's pretty cool because during this choreographed fight, uh, Sylvie's using her sword. Oh, that's right. Sorry, B15 brings Sylvie her sword as well, and uh, Sylvie's fighting with the sword. And then at one point, she tosses it to uh, Loki, and he starts fighting them off with the sword, and they all die. They kill. Loki and Sylvie kill these guards with <laughs> like they're they're dead. <laughs> they each get stabbed somehow, some way. With Renslayer kind of watching in the back. This is another reason why I think B fifteen's dead because she's like Renslayer is by the elevator and B fifteen does not get up to fight back or help at all. Like after they take B fifteen down, whatever they did to her, and it did look like a stab too. After we watch it, but then the other those two guards jump in the fray to fight Loki and Sylvie end up dying. Um, afterwards, after the aftermath of the, the guards being taken out, Sylvie throws her sword at the center timekeeper, uh, and chops his head off and the head comes rolling down and Loki picks it up or no, Sylvie picks it up and it's an Android. They're not even real. And what I was going to say earlier is that when you watch them, their motions looked animatronic. So I thought that was weird. I thought that was like a weird, like, I don't know, it was maybe a weird edit. I'm like, it looks kind of weird. And then once I saw that they got their head chopped off, I'm like, oh, it's because they were animatronic. So that was kind of It was neat. intentional. Yes, it was an intentional. It was cool. So well done, though, by the way. They looked good. They didn't look bad. They just, their motions looked off. Um. So yeah, so we find out that the uh, timekeepers are fake. Or at least these ones are. Um, and Renslayer and I'm a frat, I have myself a little bit. Renslayer and Sylvie did have a fight. And Sylvie knocked the bitch out, punched her in the face, and knocked her out. And then having a, so then Loki and Sylvie having a conversation. And pretty much she's like, this goes, you know, f- farther than we thought. It's endless because, you know, we don't know who the, the who's the creator of the TVA because now they're questioning who did create TVA because it's not the timekeepers. Obviously they're, they're not real. Um, and as Loki's about to talk to Sylvie about, I'm assuming his confessions of his feelings. Cause like I never done yeah. the first time for me. Uh, he gets pruned by Renslayer. So Loki disintegrates in front of uh, Sylvie and uh, puts Sylvie in like a combative rage. And before she's ready to prune Renslayer herself, she stops and she says, you're going to tell me everything. And that's kind of how it ends at the moment until you get to the end of the credit scene, which is the first end credit scene that we've had since Loki. And it shows Loki, he wakes and he's like, am I in hell? <laughs> which was really neat because if you have subtitles on, hell is spelled with one L. So I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, a little North mythology right there. Um, and he's and they're like, no, but you're going to be dead if you don't uh, come with us now. And he look wakes up or comes to and looks up and he sees classic 1970s Loki, which is pretty neat. Another Loki with a mil a millorn hammer, um, and then a kid Loki with a pet alligator that had also Loki crown, which could mean that okay. that alligator is a Loki too. That's what pet. I was wondering. I was like, "Why is that a Loki? <laughs> so there's is there something Lokis. I don't know here?" <laughs> yeah, I think like I I talked about this with Lavinia earlier, but I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a version of Loki from a timeline where he turned Thor into a frog and they just never turned back. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's just what would make the most sense to me, but yeah. it's just my interpretation, it's, and I could be very wrong. It's either that or that's just literally that kid's pet because that one didn't talk. I don't think. Alligator Loki didn't speak. Um, I think Although, 
there was a a funny comment by somebody when they said once that they would find it hilarious if in the next episode the voice we heard speaking was actually the alligator Loki That'd and it wasn't funny. one of the three standing there yeah, and it, it gets revealed the in the beginning of the next episode <laughs> to make it even more confusing. That would be funny. Um, and that's kind of how it ends. But going back to what I was going to say earlier, when the timekeeper said that they're a cosmic disappointment and now revealing that they were going after Lokis, it seems like, because there's now five Lokis that have been involved in this, not including Tom Hiddleston Loki, right? Five Lokis have been taken in some form or way. Uh, Sylvie getting away, four being, being you know, obviously got pruned. It seems to me that this person who's running the TVA relied on... Just doesn't like Lokis? No, no, no. He relied on Loki to do something for them, and then the reason they failed or doesn't work out is because of betrayal or something where Loki changes his mind because calling him a cosmic disappointment is kind of like a, is for me is like the, the red herring or the hint to the full reveal. And then if you look at the faces of um, the timekeepers on TVA, they don't look anything alike in comic book sense. Yes, they do. But in the MCU, they don't. And what they do represent and in essence, Renslayer is the leader of this TVA, uh, at least in front of the curtain, not behind it. It might be uh, Kang the Conqueror because she does. he does have a direct relationship with her. And maybe what stops him or what the reason why he's not successful that we don't know about yet in the timeline is because of Loki. And he thinks, okay, if I take Loki out, then I should succeed. So I think Sylvie, Loki, at least those two are... Or it could be he even needs um, Lokis to do something specific in order to guarantee his timeline. Yes, right. And that's what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking because of that phrase, you're a cosmic disappointment, right there is is why I think that he's the target because if he, he either prevents or causes something that brings his either timeline or success to a failure that's my theory we'll see and that might not even be king the conqueror it might be someone totally fucking different but right now now that we know timekeepers are are either dead and are being you know posed as animatronics or they just never existed in the first place i'm thinking okay it has to be king the conqueror because he's the only one that has any relationship to renslayer at all as of this point he'd be the next best one Unless you would straight up say Galactus is coming, then oh my god, I'm just gonna sit down and enjoy that. Oof. Well, it's either you're gonna go that route, or since we're seeming to start sliding into the supernatural, then you've got either Blackheart or Mephisto. Yeah, but I don't think we can get Mephisto because of what he represents and how some countries feel about his representation. Yeah, Blackheart would be more like his son. Uh, That's his son, right? Blackheart's his son. I don't remember if Blackheart actually is Mephisto's son or if it's just that that was something the Ghost Rider movie established. It has been a while since I've looked into... Dude, uh, don't tell me about the, the Ghost Rider Blackheart. version of Blackheart pissed me off. I was so excited to see his form, like his true form, and we never got it. We got trench coat actor, I can't remember his name, <laughs> and that was it. I was like, are you serious? He had some like black goo come out of my thing, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to waste Blackheart like that? Really? Get out of here. I mean, I'm hopeful because I don't think you guys watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but how they handled Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., especially since it was Robbie Reyes' Ghost Rider was done very well especially when they have it that he literally goes into hell at one point and then you think he's gone only then like i think the next season near the finale like the episode before the finale they had him literally ripping open a portal from hell back to earth just by using his chain <laughs> yeah goes very strong as hell and that very f actually none of the movie or tv show uh renditions of him have ever showcased that he is he's the only there's a comic where Doctor Strange admits how afraid of Ghost Rider's powers he is. Like, he, that's the person who scares him the most is Ghost Rider. Because he's strong as fuck, but we never see that in... He has a ton of power, but he doesn't bring it all against people. He only uses what's necessary to punish people. Yeah. Or bring people back who escape from hell. Yep. That's why we need Ghost Rider to be in the MCU, so we can see a taste of that fucking power. Because I think they do a good job... Uh, 
of representing it, especially when they go against something that is uh, uh, like supernatural and you know it just like seems hopeless and he's like i'll just fucking drag you to hell bitch <laughs> well again agents of shield and i know it's not technically the real ghost rider i did like with um that series when they had a, a pretty good example of that where they're fighting a uh guy who's an inhuman mm-hmm. and his powers uh he can literally he's almost like gambit in that he could touch things and literally turn it into explosive. The only difference is that, like, if I remember right, Gamma's explanation is, like, he irradiates it and then causes it to implode. Versus this guy who actually, like, the longer he's holding it, he puts more of a explosive charge in it to the point that he could, like, basically make pieces of TNT out of, like, nuts and bolts. Damn. But um, they have it where he throws something at Robbie's face, and it hits him and explodes, and Robbie just kind of, like stands there, has like half his face turned to the other direction, and then that face that got slapped turns aside, and you just see half the Ghost Rider skull just glaring in that guy's direction before he starts walking back in his direction. Yeah, so It's just like the most intimidating thing, and it really gets the point across like, yeah, this guy is like implied to be strong enough that like other characters who are in humans can't even like get close to him, and then you just have Robbie just like expressing annoyance the fact this guy just struck him. Yeah. Yeah, he's Ghost Rider is strong. I love Ghost Rider. He is he's always a a fun uh comic to read, but Yeah. Uh but to get back to other main villains, we could also see Annihilus if they're going into the quantum realm, because I think that kind of dabbles into True. multiversal traversal, especially with uh multiversal you know madness. You can see who's literally who literally created the multiverse is Shuma Garath. This is true, but I think that's going to be something that's not going to translate well, but I think we did get confirmation from Feige that it is something that will appear, but whether it's going to be as disappointing as Dormammu was, we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, I hope not, because Shuma Garath is, yes, he's a fucking flying squid, but, like, yeah. he's strong. He literally creates the multiverse. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, you just... You just want him because he's also part of the Conan universe. Yeah, he's everywhere. Wait, is he really? Yes. Shuma he originated from Conan and then got yeah. rolled over into the Marvel universe. He got tired huh. of Conan's world or universe. Like, I'm going to jump at the Marvel and they have a, at least there's, there's, there's some fun shit going on over yeah. here. <laughs> I think it was because um back then Marvel got licensing to uh, produce Conan comics. And then in the process of doing that, they started like, throwing ideas out there and then they just liked the idea so much that they rolled it into their own comics so it existed in two different mediums yeah he's op he's not op you in know, fighting games but he's op I, mm. no, i'm so glad you said that because the <laughs> the most of the reason i remember that character is because my brother actually used him in his team nice that's actually pretty hard to pull off yeah he was actually he was really good too is him Super Scroll and someone else I can't remember. I would love to see Super Scroll, which we actually might get because the Secret Wars is coming out, the movie, and that would very well have the Super. I'm scroll still very world. conflicted on how that's going to go because the way that the MCU has translated the Kree and the Scrolls, like the Kree are still kind of assholes, like they're written up in the comics, but the Scrolls have so far been depicted as very like timid and nice aliens. Right. Well, that was back when in the 80s, right? So it might have changed now. Well, even then, I think, um, didn't they have a cameo for the Skrulls in uh, WandaVision? No, it was the Kree. I thought oh, the, no, it was uh, the Skrulls. It was the I was going to say, yeah, wasn't the one military woman, she uh, yeah, was a Skrull agent, and she told uh, Photon that she's like, yeah, we have somebody who wants to get in touch with you, and it was supposed to be uh, Nick Fury. Right. But to have Super Skrull, though, uh, we would need a Fantastic Four. Yes. But I feel like they're going to do Doom for Fantastic Four more than Super Scroll. I feel like if they're going to do Super Scroll, they might weave that in between the two for another right. My uh, Miss Marvel film. My thing is, it's probably going to be Secret Wars, Fantastic Four with Doom. And then at the end, you're going to see that one of the scroll that lost the Secret Wars, who's probably the instigator of the rebellion, is going to be like, mm-hmm. yo, let's take the DNA of the Fantastic Four that we got off of the Doom or however they got it or from the explosion in space or whatever and make our own Super Scroll and then that's how we're going to get it. I think it's going to take, a, like you said, two parts, three parts before we get the build-up. But I think he'll show up. He's a very... 
he's a very good villain to for the Fantastic Four or even for just any of the Avengers because he's got all their abilities. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he's a complicated villain as well. It's not just like doing evil for the sake of evil, right? But I mean, he can literally do Mister Stretch hand and then at or arm and then at the end turn it into you know things fist, but also catch it on fire. You know what I mean? So it's like he's. Yeah, he's pretty versatile too for for a combatant, but we'll see. Um, also, real quick, not to cut you off, Kelly, who was the third? Oh, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. For actors? No, for her brother's team. I was just curious. Shuma Grass oh, was stolen. Uh, let me. Seems like a villain lineup. <laughs> let me go look up the characters. Doom. If it's not Doom, I, I might be, be able to. Be no. I, I um, bet you it was Dormammu. probably Dante. I feel like it's Dormammu. I think it might have been Dormammu. Hell yeah. When he fucking hits you with his chair. <laughs> I think Doom, you're thinking of a Doom, different game. Doom has a chair hit too. No, Dormammu hits it. Uh, Dormammu didn't have a, a chair attack from what I remember. He knows his ultimate. He sits in his chair and you get fucked after you blow up. Oh yeah, his level three super. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh! Um, oh my god. She-Hulk. Oh, that's a good She-Hulk. one. She was fun. I had her in my party. Yes, She-Hulk is very fun, especially since she had a prompt pop-up during her ultimate that basically if you chose to hit it, got a little bit of extra damage, or if you didn't, you basically got faster recovery. Yep. She was cool. I liked her. I liked her over Hulk. She was fast, but just as strong, and she had good uh, grapple combos, just like her brother, or cousin, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, but wasn't easy to hit like he was, because you know, he's so big. He's just a big target. She was just as yep. just as tall as and the next character, so it was she was a good character. Well, now I just feel obliged to throw my team out there because I need to hear what your opinions were. All right, Dormammu X twenty three Morgan. That's a really good one. Morgan was a pain in the ass because I used to use Morgan too because of her fucking uh, duplicate where it was behind her and in front of you. Yep. And then uh, with X twenty three, she was just really good. She was fast as fuck, and yeah, very fast. And you could get a lot of like chains together on her, mm-hmm. and she could do a lot of good anti airs. I'm assuming you would do Morgan special, then switch to X twenty three, and just fucking beat the shit out of everyone. Uh, kind of. I mainly actually like would set up for Dormammu by uh channeling all of his uh, I forget what they were called, but basically like the little glowy hands thing, and like making sure that I have a built up charge on that to use for a full combo, but. Nice. We are talking about a fighting game, and I'm sure other people are just like, "The hell are you all on?" I about? will tell. Hold on, wait, 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 here's my team. Here's my team. Here's my team. So, my team was Dante, <laughs> Zero, and Phoenix. An awful person. <laughs> Disgusting. I, I say Phoenix for the X. I knew people would be like, "You are a dick." I want a lot. Let's put would, it that way. <laughs> yeah, my brother would try to play her too. Oh yeah, she was the. Oh, I've lost all my. She, Phoenix was so great. Best because, and worst character in equal measure. Yes, because if you made her your last character, so all your characters were dead, all you had was Phoenix, and they had all three of their characters left, you could still win. By the time her fucking health dropped, it was so fucking broken. <laughs> Just do that. I can't control it, and then all the. <laughs> or if you had a full gauge, then if you died, you could revive yep. with like 30% of your health. Yep. But if somebody's already like mid combo on you, it's like, what's the point? You're just going to get killed again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She was amazing. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last character I played as, but I know I had X23 on my team. She was great. I used her a lot too. I used her. Jill? Jill was amazing. It might have been Jill. You better have used Jill. Was so bad. Jill, Jill and X23 as a, as a, as a team together, Oh. they, they mesh so well. It was X-23, C-Viper, and Jill. Oh, you're an asshole. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you were just as fast. Like, you, you never slowed down. I mean, C-Viper was the slowest of the three, but, like, pfft, not by much. It didn't matter when she could just basically keep on grabbing you and stunning you and yeah. setting up for everybody else. Yeah, that was an asshole team. You thought my Phoenix was bad? Honestly, yeah. if, uh, Jill, if, if Jill and X-23 could get a combo chain together, my Phoenix would die before I could even really re- 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 like retaliate unless i got a lucky uh what was it advancing guard or whatever but yeah god i just want to play that game uh but yeah that game was fun i'm you know i'm more upset that after watching that episode i was like yeah the timekeepers aren't real oh the timekeepers are real oh, oh the timekeepers time aren't real, real. <laughs> <laughs> it's like back and forth it's like god stop yeah 
And it's it's kind of it's kind of shitty because there's only two episodes left, I think. So it feels so fast. I know, right? Like, but it's working. It is. Yeah. No, nothing. It against, is nothing against I'm the series. Series to... is great. Yeah. I just it's, uh... no, it's really good. It's just like I'm used to you know WandaVision, but it did take a longer time for WandaVision to actually start. Right. For the most yeah. Part. I think that's what it is. Because we had what six episodes of uh, six episodes of WandaVision, like going through different time periods before we finally got to like the main plot. It went from fifties yeah. the fifties to two thousands, right? So however, so five, maybe it was sixties. But um, but yeah, uh, it's working. But it, it it's it's working in the way that I have the same questions I did for WandaVision, like what is going to happen next, but in a more a more how is this gonna work out in the end? That's how I, that's how I where feel. are we going from this spot? right, and not in a bad way, not like a it's fucking everywhere. I don't know what to do. No, no, it it has a it has a point and it's following that point. But I mean, like, it keeps you wondering what's gonna happen next because it seems like nothing's working out for our anti heroes. We're gonna call them. <laughs> so they're doing the the typical Loki thing, and that's losing. <laughs> God, that is so fucking relatable. <laughs> oh, look, this isn't working out again. Yes, they're, we. they're, they're losing. Um, but we'll see. Uh, to be fair, Falcon and Winter Soldier was only six episodes, too, and uh, it managed to pick up and conclude in a nice package by episode five and six. So, And I felt the same way by episode four. Like, what the hell's going to happen? Because, I mean, all the shit's going on right now, and, you know, Falcon hasn't even picked up the shield yet. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, at this point, I'm going to watch the last two episodes with the intention of an after credit scene. So we'll see um, if I'm right. But good episode. I liked it. I, I'm still enjoying the series. Uh, still excited to see what happens next. Uh, my theory so far going forward is going to be Kang the Conqueror, but we'll see. I will be happy to be wrong and I'll be happy to be right. <laughs> as long as it's not like a Loki. I don't want it to be a Loki, though. Just don't make it a fucking Loki. So, that's it, though. What, what if that's the route they go, though? What if they're going to make it that it is Kang the Conqueror, but Kang is actually a Loki? That's fine, then. I mean, that's that's fine. Like, if you want to... I mean, because that's what they did with the Tantris and, and, and female Loki. It, okay, it can be a Loki. Honestly, it could be. If it was explained well or if it was written well to where I'm like, okay, that's cool. But if it's like, I just want to be the superior Loki. I'm like, come on, really? You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of goofy. We'll see, though. But anything else? Any closing statements or any ideas? or? I think we covered everything. Statements. I just I want to see how it ends, especially now that all these Logis have been... To, next week's gonna be a really fun episode. Yeah, I know, especially if the alligator speaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You better have like a. I want him to have a high pitched voice instead of a deep voice. That's just funnier to me. Like, what up, man? <laughs> mm-hmm. And just stay in alligator form the entire time. Yeah, yeah. But like, never do, change. Do crazy shit. He's fighting. <laughs> yeah, he's like flying and fighting. And shit. He shoots lasers. He's out of his really head. small too, so I just imagine him like grabbing onto somebody's arm and trying to death roll, and he can't do well, it, so he just flails around. Well, it makes me wonder. Okay, like, so Thor's a frog, right? He's an alligator. Is that how it works? Uh, it might be. Like I said, that's just my assumption on it because I know they they did make reference that in the uh. Thor Ragnarok movie where uh when they have Matt Damon being Loki. Oh yeah. How he uh references uh, you remember that time I turned you into a frog? That's right. I just imagine a little frog with a little baby Melyorn hammer just beating the shadow of an alligator. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. And that's 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 my biggest thing, right? I want to know or at least have a glimpse or just a recognition of their their versions of their Thors. That's all. I would love to see that. Or just because that could be the way how they tie in. Um, oh my God, what's his? What's the Thor? Billy? What? The alien? Uh, Thor. Beta Ray Bill. Thank you, Beta Ray Bill. That could be a way to tie in Beta Ray Bill. 
as he's just another uh, uh, timelined Thor or something. So I'm I just curious. That's all. It could do that, but who knows? Maybe they'll uh, work that one out with Love and Thunder. I don't know, though, because I feel like it's all about, obviously, the ascension of Jane. Like, we know for a fact. Yeah, but it might be, like, the rise of new Thors. So, like, he might also appear as, like, the Thor that goes around the universe while she takes care of domestic stuff for Thor. Oh, yeah. Which, does that mean, do we know, is he done as Thor? Hmm? Is, 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 uh, oh, my God, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth, is he done being Thor? I don't think so, no. Okay, that's good. We don't wanna, I don't want to lose all of the, the fucking original Avengers that quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, like, as far as it is, it's just, like, there's no other, like, projects up at the moment. And this is also kind of, like, I guess their way of, like, maybe they're losing so many actors to play these characters that they're trying to, like, ease the workload. Where it's like, we want to keep working on these films, but we realize you want to work on other films, so we're going to try and open up your schedule by spacing them out a bit more. Yeah. All right, we thank you all for listening in. You can follow us on our Twitter at InsightCostCast. That's K-O-S-Cast for all Insight updates and news. We thank you for your support. We appreciate you all, and we will see you next Monday. Bye. Later. Have a good day, guys.